Good morning, Focus ABF. This is Michael Smith, and we can't gather physically this morning, so I just thought I would gather us relationally and emotionally and spiritually. First of all, greetings in your homes and wherever you may be. It's a time of a bit of uncertainty and also a time of not being afraid because of our great faith. Here's my challenge to you just practically is to find somebody in your group, in your circle, to love and specifically connect with. I'm thinking of the new people that may not be on this uh, belong list, uh, Dalton, Leah, Linda, uh, Julia, Ed. If, if those people are in your group, I'd love for you to connect this as well as uh, some practical love uh, with them. As I think about our class, in every single circle, I can think of uh, somebody that has real needs. So my challenge and encouragement to you is to text and call or write somebody in your group when this recording is over. Uh, I pray that this would be our, our finest hour as an ABF, even though we can't meet together. I marvel a bit uh, at uh, this crazy time, and I would love for the Lord to marvel at us after I get done with just a little bit of a uh, observation. I wish uh, I could be there with you today. I wish Rhonda could read our scripture or maybe Tim. Um, I wish we could be excited about the baby. I wish we could uh, greet some new people. I wish we could sit under Gail's great weekly observation. Uh, one of my thoughts this morning is from people that are normally separated from us, the Lingenholz in, uh, oh gosh, in Hungary, golly, I forgot where they were, uh, the Johnsons, as uh, Dave has brought them into our class even last week, think of Nomni in Canada, just people that used to fellowship with us and can't fellowship with us, which is now our certain plight. All right, so I'd like to uh, just ask you to grab your Bibles. Uh, just a little message from my quiet time this morning. Uh, it's early here at the Smith House, and we are doing anything but social distancing because Claire and the grandchildren and Mark are here. I'd like to uh, address our attention to Luke chapter 7 this morning. And this is a story, a uh, true story, about uh, Jesus and a centurion. This is Luke 7, 1. If you have your Bibles and you can underline, which would just make me so happy, take a picture, send it around. After he finished all the sayings in the hearing of, his, of the people, he entered Capernaum. That's his favorite town. Now a centurion had a servant who was sick and at the point of death and who was highly valued by him. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent to him elders of the Jews, asking him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, saying, He is worthy to have him do this for him. For he loves our nation, and he is the one who built us our synagogue. So let me just stop there. First of all, this is a centurion. He's a Roman uh, the Jews proclaim of him that he is worthy, which is interesting because that's normally a, a terminology that's used for uh, Jesus. That's one thing we would say about Jesus, but they're saying this about a man. Secondly, he has this relationship with the uh, Jews 
which he loves our nation. And then this is the part that got me is that he built us our synagogue. It's almost like saying he built for us the the green campus. So here it would be like if a Muslim guy or something outside of our spiritual community put his money where his mouth is and uh, built the synagogue. I never caught that before. So we have this Roman person who loves the Jews and perhaps loves the God of the Jews, uh, which becomes evident here in just a little bit. Okay, so verse 6. Jesus went with him, with them. So Jesus is on the way to the centurion's house by way of a messenger, and the messenger isn't a Roman. It isn't a, a legion of soldiers. It's actually elders of the Jews. So Jesus went with them. He's heading towards his house now. And when he was not far from the house, the centurion said, sent friends, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you. So again, he sends a second set of messengers, this time uh, friends of his, to tell Jesus, don't come under my roof. But, but then this is the cool part. But say the word and let my servant be healed. For I too am a man set under authority. So he's the centurion in charge of a hundred men. There's somebody over the top of him. Then he explains the, the verbal power of authority. With soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. Uh, as if he's saying to Jesus, "Is I know you, I have heard about you, you have verbal authority over demons and sickness and uh, things, and I recognize that because I do the same in a little junior way. So I think it's a representation of his faith. So this is the crazy part. Verse 9, when Jesus heard these things, he, Jesus, marveled at the centurion, which is crazy because scripture is all full of people that marvel at Jesus, and this is actually the reverse of that. And turning to the crowd that followed him, he says, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. So of interest, we have the centurion, in a sense, marveling at the authority of uh, Jesus from a distance. He never meets Jesus. And then we have Jesus marveling at the faith of this centurion from a distance uh, based on these uh, actions. And obviously, Jesus is omnipotent, so he has a leg up on him. And then when they returned, this is verse 10, the final verse, and when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant well. So Jesus did what he asks. Uh, The centurion believed in uh, his authority to do it. So a couple things that are great about that. We have a a non-Jew who loves the nation of Jews. We have faith without seeing. The centurion never meets Jesus and has this great encounter with Jesus. Um, He has the best line, one of the best lines, therefore I did not presume. I think he gets that balance of how we boldly approach the throne, um, which Jesus has now given us authority to to access to. And then also this humility and fear and respect of the Lord. And then this great uh, appreciation for uh, being under authority and recognizing all the things that were under Jesus' authority and I think 
acting in faith. So we have the Jesus marveling, and my final thought is, wouldn't it be great if Jesus can look down at this uh, time of contagion and look down at the chapel and look down at Focus ABF and marvel at the things that we do? So this morning, everybody, uh, I greet you and I miss you. Uh, I would uh, super strongly encourage you you to hear uh, Tim's message, which uh, gets dropped at uh, 9 o'clock. Worship with the band, sing in your living room. We plan on doing it here. I love you and I miss you all.